Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. In season two of Hacks and Hobbies, we're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life who want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, we get to speak with Mario Castelli. He's a driven, passionate individual that views the world through kaleidoscope vision. We're going to dig a little bit more on what that all means. But he is a recent graduate from Felician University, where he has a degree in English and a minor in history. He has a ton of experience with children, both in special needs, child inclusion, mainstreaming with individual education programs, as well as applied behavior analysis and journalized classrooms. He is also a passionate writer, and he's been doing a ton of production writing on Odyssey Network, and there's some really good stuff that Mario has been writing. Now, Mario was referred to me by our good friend, Steve Sullivan, a gentleman. We have an episode of his on this podcast. So if you, if you haven't listened to what it takes to be a gentleman, go check that episode out. But for now, we're going to have a cool conversation with Mario. Mario, thank you so much for taking the time to come out to the podcast and speak with us. And congratulations on finishing college. Well, hello, Janaid. Hello, everyone. It's a pleasure. It's an honor. And uh, Steve is a close personal friend of mine. So, yeah, he really helped open up a lot of doors for me. <laughs> That's amazing. He is an awesome, awesome gentleman, and he's just got good things to say about all of us. Um, I love what he's doing. So tell us your version or tell us a version of your journey that no one's heard of before. And I'm sure you've talked to a lot of people and you've kind of have a go-to introduction or, you know, stuff like that, that you tell people. And, you know, you have been writing for quite some time. So I'm sure you have an audience built up around that. So tell us a version of your journey that no one's heard of before. Well, I'm a creative. I'm that that rarity, and that's that's kind of the root cause of why and who I am. Mm-hmm. Throughout every everything, I I was that over overly excited, hyperactive kid. So honestly, no one really knows why I create, but mm-hmm. it goes back to, <laughs> but it goes back to all of that where I wasn't understood. And I didn't really know why, because again, I was I was a kid, so I just used to you know curl up and just write things out, not just for for school, but just write things out and create all these different things and these different worlds because I was understood there. And then mm-hmm. as I grew up, I realized, hey, listen, all these things that I'm writing, these are like real life experiences, pretty much. And as you mentioned, like kaleidoscopic view, it's. What I mean by that, everything's more colorful. Everything's more, um, it's 
different it's outside the box compared to what society wants you to think so i kind of implement all that in different ways where i'm entertaining and yet i'm also challenging my readers to see things and force them to get out of their comfort zone so throughout everything i'm all about just waking people up mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh as really when I'm about waking people up. Nice. Um, yeah, that's pretty, pretty much it. <laughs> Advocating cool. for important issues, but in a, mm-hmm. a colorful twist. So what what's one issue that's top of mind for you day after day? Oh, that's that's brilliant. That would be mental health. Mm-hmm. Mental health issues, mental health advocacy, mental illnesses, and uh, that's some pretty powerful stuff, I know. (laughs) And I've been asked so many times, why mental health? There's so many other genres, other niches. Well, the way that I see it, our mental health is is underrated, and it's not even, yeah, it's underrated, and people don't like to speak about it, let alone think about it, Mm -hmm. unless, unfortunately, something Thing big happens that you hear in the news and that's when everyone starts talking about it again but yet they just put on another band-aid and that's not cool because we're gonna be running around in the same filthy water nothing's being filtered out and we're not getting to the root cause as to why we act about certain things and then that's where i come in i have a video and a written mental health series where I'm talking about these things, I'm writing about these different things. And like I said, I add that colorful touch to it where I literally bring a disorder, uh, an illness, or even just some realm uh, within mental health to life. And through that, people understand it that much more. And not just as a writer, but as a sufferer as well, like I mentioned ADHD and stuff like that. Like I, I know how it is to be invisible because I've been invisible due yeah. to all that. So I, I'm giving a voice to the, the oppressed, the, the silent, and those that feel like they don't deserve to voice mm-hmm. to who they are. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's a very, very important topic. Mental health is, is huge because, right, everybody can notice when it's health-related, physical health, right? You, it's 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 visible and hence people talk about physical health. Like if you're obese, if you're, you know, not gaining weight, if you're not gaining muscle, you know, you have other disabilities. Well, mental health should have the same level of attention paid to it. Recently, I watched a movie called Wonder Park and in it, it, you know, it touches on the mental health portions of it of of human emotions because in the movie and if you haven't seen it um they focus on the part of let's say somebody's sick and they have to go away for a while well now it depends on how long they've gone away but as a child you feel that separation and there's a ton of activity activities that we do with our loved ones and if they are not present we're not able to do those activities anymore and we tend to go away in a dark place which starts destroying our core 
destroying, you know, some of the things that we, that makes the creative stuff happen. And so it had a really nice view of around mental health and how it affects our behavior as well as um, it either enables us to be social versus be secluded and want to find isolation. Yeah, definitely. You are. <laughs> you hit it <laughs> right on the head there. <laughs> yeah. But just a minor two, I would say, I personally, mental health should be as important, if not even more important. Mm-hmm. Because the way that I see it, and there's a metaphor that I that I've actually developed about it as I I was going through all this <laughs> all this thinking and writing and stuff. Um, the mind, the way that I see, it, is a CEO. The CEO is the boss. It's the the leader of a company, right? Mm-hmm. So that is your mental health. That is your willpower, mind over matter. Yeah. Now the employees will actually be the your physical health, your your diet, your your working out, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But now explain to me what happens when you, when you don't feel as motivated to exercise or to do something physically. Yeah. You give up. Your mind says, "Oh, your mind says, don't do it. Don't worry about it." Now this fits in brilliantly when you think of work, when you think of a company, because without someone being there, and I mean like an empathetic real like friendly boss that wants to that cares about their their uh, their workers and, and you know getting everything out ethically the company won't work well it, mm-hmm. it won't work well everything is like a conveyor belt and when you think of the body you got sensory and motor pathways so without the brain your mental health saying hey listen this is what has to get done it doesn't carry forth and therefore the company doesn't doesn't fulfill what they need to fulfill Mm-hmm. Now that makes sense to me. Yeah, I, it, it, it just helped me, you know, really put a lot of things together. But if I if it doesn't make sense to you, or if I need to explain a little bit better, please let me let me know. But that's Absolutely. that's something that I've created, and, and it helped me. It really helped me get in touch with how the world sees health in general, whether it be mental mm-hmm. or physical, direct and direct. So I mean. That's just my my little crazy tidbit over there. <laughs> no, I think it's it's very accurate in um, in any respect. You you need an engine. You need a decision matrix to yes. say, "Hey, this what needs to be done." And if that decision matrix is corrupted, we're gonna have all sorts of problems. Very nice. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about how you view the world through the kaleidoscope vision. Because if if I've seen anything through a kaleidoscope, you're just multiplying the same image in all (laughs) all different angles, right? And um, so how how does that help you? you know, see the world. Well, not every kaleidoscope is the same. We all know that they all have different shapes, designs, and colors. But um, again, the the way that I, how can I say, I was just born just looking through a different lens. I just saw everything different. I, I just understood 
people on a much deeper level, on emotional level. So that kind of helped me get to how I see things. Yeah. And then the way that I was raised, I was raised with uh, immigrant backgrounds, not me personally, but like my family, uh, my grandparents, my parents and stuff. So I, I was raised where everything it's, I need to be responsible for my actions. I need to be mature. Yeah. And, but yeah, I was raised in a, in a, in a country where all that is kind of um, a bit laxed. So I use all that and then me dealing with you know, my mental health issues, my learning disabilities, and then it really helped me be humble. It became humble because I was able to take a step back and see how, how much people are really suffering in their own lives, the masks that they wear. And, and, this, is a, and this is a little kid realizing these things. <laughs> like, I, mean, I don't even know, like 10 years old, 11 years old, even younger, like, what, like why is that person acting that, that way? And yeah. then I've reflected, reflected, and then I'll be drawing pictures or writing something. Wow, like this could possibly be why. And, and that's where another branch of, of, my, of my writing. And then they went into this automatic perspective where, okay, everything is involved with logic and emotion and, and everything has these different colors and, and shades. And yet we're not really owning all of it. We're still kind of suppressing that. So my view is just let everything come out, just, just express it the way that you need to express it, whether it be complete nonsense to someone or, or not. But that is how you are. That is yeah. what you are and as, as a person, and that should be taken. That should not be taken lightly. It should be treated with respect. So the core, or I guess the core word there is just, or the two core words would be happiness and strength. Just be happy with who you are and mm -hmm. just follow through with it with all the strength that you can because that is, you're on the way to your strongest version that way. Just own who you are. And me, <laughs> I'm... I'm a rarity. I've been told by so many people, like you're mm -hmm. not, like the way you are, isn't that common? And I'm like, what do you mean? I, I was a little taken aback by that. What do you mean? Like, oh, you know, the way you think, the way you talk, the way you, I'm, I'm, I don't see anything odd about it. I, I see. It's a little odd how how you think that is. So people tend to think in black and white, and I just think in different colors mm -hmm. so that everything has different shades different meaning everything's a spectrum just my, my vision that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome yeah you gotta have the ability to see past the black and white right mm -hmm. and i think one of the reasons why people might have a black and white vision versus a colorful one might be their experiences growing up like how right so how much of it is dependent on what school you went to or what kind of friends you had or or lack of friends at all and um, that's really interesting you know either you're an observer or you're the the actor Because uh, I find myself that I've 
been an observer for a very long time. And um, I don't know, I mean, I have, I have very different experiences as well, right? So, and I like the, I like to think that, or I like the idea of figuring things out and see the inner workings like the clockwork, like, oh, you turn this gear and everything else turns and how those inner workings work. So that's, that's uh, one of my favorite things to look at. And that's why I find these journeys for my guests on Hacks and Hobbies so important because it helps me understand other people and it also helps me understand myself. That's great. And unfortunately, I'm glad that, that you're doing that. <laughs> A lot of people, they don't. Either they're too scared or it's taboo or whatever it may be, but they're, they're not allowing themselves to move forward. Yeah. They're, they're still sleeping, in other words. They're still following along with everything. They're sleeping. Mm. They're not waking themselves up. Yeah. You ever seen the movie Garden State? I haven't, no. Mm. I heard of it, but I haven't. Okay. It. Well, it's a little older movie, I guess. I don't know what old is, but in the movie, <laughs> it talks about the same, right? Um, if I can just pull up the movie. Um, so in it, the protagonist, he, he loses his, um, his mom. And he, and it was, might've, it might've been at a, some time ago when that happened but he's been living on drugs or he he's basically you know is numb to everything and for the longest time like he didn't realize what was going on and at some point he opens up and it was it was an interesting movie all you know around mental health and and um my good friend Mike Graham, he's got a he's got a podcast called Pop Psych One Hundred and One, where they yeah. talk about mental health and they talk about how it is represented in popular culture, maybe movies, TV shows, comics, cartoons, because there's it's it's always there. It's pretty interesting, but this movie also, you know touches those points about being asleep, right? So when you mentioned, you know, a lot of people, they're asleep because they don't want to feel the feelings, right? They don't want to have the feelings. Yep. They just want to go through, you know, go through life and be, um, be a robot because to tell you the truth, it's, it's easier when you don't have the feelings but a lot of the times it's the wrong kind of things that you get into. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I also spoke with my good friend, Ian Tolson, and he mentioned that he was diagnosed um, and with ADHD, I believe. And he was medicated and which totally screwed up his teenage years. And it took him a long time to come around 
and have that that drug out of his system completely because it takes time. So do you have any experience or or knowledge into those kind of things? I don't know. If yes, I do. Related. I, I do actually. Well, first of all, the, that podcast that you mentioned, I, I love that you recommended to me. It's brilliant. I listen to it all the time. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, I just don't have ADHD. I also have OCD. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if you have OCD, you're going to have ADHD pretty much. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was medicated. I was medicated for OCD. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, like you said with your friend, my <laughs> my younger years, I believe it was middle school and early high school. Mm-hmm. It was it, it was terrible. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, getting the right dosage, the right type of medication, and just you know, hormones and all that other stuff. It, it, it was nuts. <laughs> yeah. It, it really was. It, it was nuts. And seeing all these different psychiatrists, uh, I didn't vibe with this one or this one was just, you know, like, it, it's, it's, a, it's a whole process. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a process and it goes into another process and then you actually have to live your life. It, 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 it's, it's crazy. So um, the way that I say in, within my, uh, my video series, listen, if mm-hmm. you need to get medicated, yeah. get medicated but that shouldn't be the first thing that you try definitely yeah. go definitely talk to someone definitely talk to someone if you have to talk to a psychiatrist talk to a psychiatrist mm-hmm. and if medication is on the table think about it but it's not do all and be all it's yeah it's, you know it's just an option mm-hmm. but medication for me it did help in the long run but mm-hmm. it was just getting there i the process was crazy for me but yeah. i remember I don't even know when, like almost, it almost feels like I woke up one day and I just didn't need it anymore. I was completely fine. I I've been off medication for, I'll say more than six years now, like five, mm-hmm. six years. And nice. I don't need it. <laughs> yeah. I don't need it. And, and it's not, and again, for me, it's going to be different compared to someone else compared to your friend. Oh, so absolutely. it's, it's really about the individual. Again, it's all about how, how bad you want it. Like, how bad you really want to change. Because again, the medication is just a tool. The talking is just a tool. You have yeah. to put things into practice. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Very and, cool. Yeah. Here. I mean, I, I just looked up some OCD medication. There's so many different versions of it. Yep. It's like, oh my God. And that's what you're mentioning. You know, you're going through the process of trying each one, oh, is this working? Is this working? And that's what the doctors are doing, right? They don't know what's going to work for who. So they'll go through the series of testing, like, oh, this is not working. Let's try it a different one. Kind of like Tom Salvador said, oh, these 10,000 methods <laughs> didn't make this me- this light bulb. But at least you yep. didn't have to go to that many, you know, medication. But again, you're right. You know, you've got to first get that talking out. You got to be able to um, talk about what's bothering you. Mm-hmm. And, and ultimately, then, that's the first step. I would yeah, say. yeah. That's really ultimately the first step. And, and I think where we both meant by robotic and emotionless, mm-hmm. I don't mean it in a sense in a derogatory like No, not at all. Way, because I, I, I'm not saying I'm better than anyone. Because clearly, I have my own demons. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. 
it's just as a culture we're very timid we we want to be brave about certain things and and we're engaging in certain things but we're doing so in the wrong manner like we want to feel things but yet we we feel in ways that are even more destructive like such as like sexuality like you want to feel emotion you want to feel love you want to feel passion but yet you're you know there's pornography there's all these different things Mm -hmm. and again those are just other traps you want to you want to be happy and then what and then some people they go into drinking a little too much or taking drugs so it's it's really we really need to be careful and again i'm not perfect i i'm not saying i know everything i'm not saying i'm better than anyone just we need to be careful wake like wake ourselves up a little bit and and just realize what is hurting us and what's not hurting us we need to be a bit more proactive in terms of you know how we make ourselves truly live instead of just surviving ultimately absolutely and and um the other issue that a lot of people face is you know commercialization and what's available on television and what they're teaching you that also affects people right you're you're bombarded with so much um so much advertisement and it it doesn't affect to adults as much as it affects children right because they are sponges they are absorbing everything they see I mean, I have a one-year-old daughter and she's mimicking everything that she's seeing that her older brothers are doing. And, you know, I tell, I tell my, my sons, you know, you got to watch what you're doing in front of her. You know, she's going to learn it. And then they'll be like, oh, I don't want, that. I don't want her to learn. <laughs> like, well, that's her default mode right now. <laughs> you know, that is, that is the one way she's going to learn everything and grow up and, and learn how to talk and everything. It's it's not like you turn off that feature. <laughs> We're not robots. Like stop learning today. <laughs> Believe me, if if we could do that, and, and I think many 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 years from now, it's going to be something like that. But unfortunately, that is just classic conditioning mm-hmm. psychology. You, it's monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. And <clears throat> excuse, me, as you said, with the advertisements, we're so numb to violence to those uh, very intimate type of advertisements and scenes and everything where and it's even more so with generation z the generation that's the current generation now Mm -hmm. after the millennials we um it's yeah it's 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 crazy and i have a younger sister she's 15 now but when she was a kid (laughs) i remember some things that i know i again i was this hyperactive kid so there's certain things that I, I remember doing and then she started doing it because she, she used to see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Nothing bad, but you know, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. And then I tried, you know, trying try to reverse it. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. And I didn't no. understand it then. So I was like, you know, so, you know, absolutely, whatever it is. But yeah, most definitely, most definitely. It's, 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 <laughs> You know, the one thing that you mentioned that, you know, maybe in the future we'll have the ability to stop learning. But the funny thing is we don't need that ability to be enabled in our brain. It's it's a human choice to stop learning or start learning. And you'll see a lot of people that are out there doing the same thing 
over and over and over. It's because they've stopped learning. They've found that comfort zone. They don't want to get out of it. And it's just, it's just crazy to see like, wow, that's a, you know, that's, that's a choice that people have made to live that way. And not welcome change because that's something that's constantly happening. And so people will, you know, they won't change their habits for 10 years at a time. It's because that's what, that's what they've learned to do. And, and, you know, that's, that's where they live. And it's, and what's really crazy is that we, we default fall into that mode. And then we look around us and you see my kid, you know, your kids are growing up like, wow, I just, I remember them just being born and now they're 10 years old or, you know, now they're 20 years old or kids around us. And, and it's, it's really interesting how like our mind speeds up time or, or slows time down. I don't know which one it is. I would say maybe even both. Yeah. Honestly, or it's different in different situations for different people for different reasons. Yeah. But um, going back to my example with the medication, mm-hmm. like I said, it feels as if one day I just woke up, I blinked, and I I was better. I, better in a sense where I've made so much progression towards you know beating the the compulsions, the anxiety, the you know the, the obsessions for OCD, being extremely hyper mm-hmm. with the ADHD. It, I was like, wow, like how did that? That happened, and I remember talking about all those like crappy times where I couldn't even go to sleep because of the insomnia and this. So, I it's it's nuts. And then looking at my sister, like wow, she's fifteen now, and then, mm-hmm. wow, I graduated college. Wow, I just I, I you know writing my first piece for my mental health series. Now I'm at like seven, eight. I'm like wow, mm-hmm. this is nuts. It's it's everything all my progression from the past few months, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It really is. I would say it's, it's, it's both. It could be both for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) That's pretty insane. Right. Um, life is pretty, pretty amazing. I mean, um, through, through no miracle of our own, we're we're given this opportunity to make a change in this world, right? And um, it's amazing how how we go about doing that versus living it the way we want to. And the one thing that we all can do is so. I was talking to a good friend of mine, uh, Greg Roulette, and he said, you know, we are so used to the scrolling. We're we're the scrolling society right now. All we're doing is scrolling LinkedIn, scrolling Facebook, scrolling Instagram, you know, scrolling Facebook, everything. We're just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And we're, we're basically consuming content. And what you and I are doing are creating content are, you know, engaging with people. And um, one of the, one of the quickest way to engage is to just have a comment, just do a comment, you know, just write a comment on whatever you're consuming because now you're engaging with the content. Now you're using your mind in a different way and becoming a creator rather than a consumer. Yep. That's true. 
awesome to have a balance of both yes it's important all right so let's get into some of the questions that related to some hobbies and and life hacks and whatnot what is one hobby that you wish you got into but never got the chance to Um, I would say it would be drawing. Well, well drawing more. I, I, I eventually just stopped. <laughs> because um, like I've mentioned with high school and element, um, I'm sorry, middle school, during uh, those times where I was taking medication, those were mm -hmm. also the hardest times from, from my schooling as well in terms of social aspects and social expectations yeah. and everything. So, um, I'll be listening to music, I'll be drawing, and I'll just be venting. And then I eventually transitioned mm -hmm. a bit more with the writing because I mm -hmm. found that medium helped me express myself in a, in a way that really made sense to me and to its fullest extent. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I definitely wish I could, or I, w I wish I stood with the art a little bit mm -hmm. more. <laughs> but but in one way or another, you are still doing creating art with writing. Yep, mm -hmm. it's the it's more of the mind's picture, the, right? The literal you're you're hearing it instead of actually seeing it expressed. So yes, it's a different form of it. Yeah, definitely. There, um, there was a website I can't remember, but you could essentially write your scene and and it creates a picture for you it's really really powerful um i will it'll come up in my head as i think through it uh, that's awesome though it is um i couldn't like i couldn't really create anything because um it was pretty uh i'm just gonna I'll let you know when I when I think of it. Well, now I'm curious. So <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It's all right. It's all right. Um, and we'll go to the next question, and then uh, I'll I'll look it up. Okay. Not what is what is your favorite movie or TV show? That is kind of a lengthy answer because it really depends. Mm -hmm. uh, when I when I do watch TV, it's like football, like uh, you know, soccer and stuff like that, and superhero shows, superhero movies. Mm -hmm. But uh, my all time favorite movie is the uh, for Italian film uh, "Life Is Beautiful" about World War Two. Mm -hmm. That um, it's his father that was taken away, him and his son, because they're Jewish at the time. We all we all know, but uh, a history and um, just the way that he made the whole experience for his son. Mm -hmm. Where his son was, I don't know how old he was. He had to be like maybe like eight, perhaps. And yeah. he, he was he was young, and he thought the whole thing was a game for his birthday. And his father just really took care of his mental space, mm -hmm. even though he was scared. And he they survived the capture and everything. World War II finished, mm -hmm. and just just the whole message of it. it just a father, a, a parent's love, uh, how strong your will is, your your mental capacity can be, and just our will for survival. Just it's, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. I, I, I can't say, I, I, I can say so many things about it. Just 
it's one of my favorite movies ever. Nice. So that, so now, that's a pretty cool movie. Um, we'll have to check it out, hopefully. Um, the website that I mentioned that will help you create a picture with your words, it's called WordEye, wordseye.com. And you can type in any text and hit display, and it will create what it thinks your words mean. So it's pretty oh, interesting. Um, really let's cool. check it out. Wordseye.com. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So you told, you told us your favorite movie. What if you got to play a character in a movie? Which movie and character would you pick? Uh, wow. Which character? Well, I would say... I would say a superhero film mm -hmm. and I would pick Wonder Woman mm -hmm. just to be part of that because it's, it goes back to Greek mythology and I'm like, it's one of my uh, core memories of, you know, actually learning something that really spawned into mm -hmm. greater research and greater interest in writing and, and stuff so i would say that plus mm -hmm. she's always been one of my favorite superheroes mm -hmm. and yeah so who would you be yeah. you would be would you <laughs> would you be wonder woman or or the sidekick <laughs> wonder woman um well i can't be wonder woman because yeah that's, actually no you know what i can't be a wonder woman but it's a whole i guess that gender binary that people mm -hmm. have a problem with right. i'll be her sidekick i guess the movie was fantastic I, yeah, I loved. i'll be her side the movie was good the, the new one was really good awesome it was really good so the next question basically dials into it who's your favorite superhero and you've already answered i have a few favorite superheroes wonder woman is just one of them mm -hmm. I, I have the flash he's one of my other favorites mm -hmm. lantern and superman those are like my my definite favorite ones i'm, I'm more of a dc fan than i'm a yeah, I, 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 I sensed that. So being a DC fan, have you seen the animated series of um, Green Lantern? Yeah. yeah. There's two series. There's two that seasons. Was, and then they cancel after that. That was the CGI version. Right? Yeah, that's the CGI. That yeah, like yeah. Kind of like, yeah, that was when I was in, I think, in high school when it, mm -hmm. when it came out and finished. It, I liked that. I looked forward to it every Saturday. Yeah, it was really good. I just got it my son good. hooked. I just had my son hooked up to it, so he's liking it much too. That's good. Make sure that you get him into the animated series of Justice, um, Young Justice. I think he's. Really I think he's seen series. some of that Young Justice, but I'm gonna wait for him to get a little older. <laughs> a little bit older, most definitely. But that's that was a really great series. Mm -hmm, that was really a good series. Yeah. I'm still cool. nerding out right now. I know, dude. I, I love movies and, and comic superheroes and whatnot. It's, we talk, maybe we can talk and talk about it uh, all day long. Um, I'm a huge uh, MCU fan. I'm a fan of both, both parties. And, uh, you know, when I first came to the United States, 
I didn't know much about Superman and Batman and whatnot. And and at that time, we had uh, the Batman series with Michael Keaton and yes. um, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, and you know Schwarzenegger playing uh, Mr. Freeze. So you know those were the Batman series movies that I grew up grew up on. Well, I was way past growing up. Uh, it was past my teens. Like I was in my twenties. And that's, that's when I was introduced to that. That's all right. It's, yeah. It your life where, where, when it needed to enter your life. Exactly. And exactly. they were brilliant. They were brilliant, they were, yeah. They, they were brilliant. They really were. Yeah. Wow. Sweet. All right. Last question. Yep. If you were a board game, what would it be? Like a board game? Yeah. This uh, this may tickle uh, some of your viewers' fancy there, because mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it looked as boring, I guess. But I would say sure. Monopoly. Monopoly, Monopoly, okay. But why Monopoly? Why? Mm-hmm. Not because of the cool pieces. Of the I'm always the car piece when I fly. Always, I, <laughs> I will fuck you for that. But, uh, <laughs> that or the dog. <laughs> sure. But, um, I would say because when I was a kid, or when we are kids, we play Monopoly. We yeah. don't see it as and that's pretty much real now go now that i'm you know i'm in my 20s and i'm going to you know all these professional settings and business and stuff monopoly is a real life lesson if you think about it you always need to have money on hand the the most expensive asset isn't always the best choice at the moment and passive income it's 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 important as well Mm -hmm. why should you only make money when you go past go you should make money Legally, of course, you know, through through time and through hard work and everything. So, Monopoly is for me. It's a metaphor and it's a route to to my youth, where I wanted to cheat. <laughs> I always wanted to cheat. I wanted to. I was always sneaking like you know, a few hundred dollar bills in my in my in my sleeve. Oh. Now, if you do that, that... <laughs> so you get your hands cut, okay, man. I, I, I'm, 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 I know I'm getting handcuffed. I know, but. Just to finish it up, I guess it's for me. It's just it's innocence mm. and what we want life to be and what it isn't. And the real talk, you get that smack in the face once you hit a certain age. And yeah, wow. So it's 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 pretty much it's just learning how it life is. Is absolutely and how you could hopefully morph things a little bit. Exactly. And that's what I want to do. But yep, nice, nice, very so, cool. Monopoly. Monopoly. Got another Monopoly guy here. All right. So, Mario, where can my audience find you? They are. Oh, they are. I'm sorry. I am pretty much everywhere. I'm on LinkedIn as Mario Castelli, Instagram, MC, MC Rights, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Um, I also have a freebie for for your viewers nice. as well. It's done my top three. Yep. It's my gift to you guys. My top three writing tips that I always use. Mm-hmm. And there may or may not be a bonus in there. Just, you know, hint, hint and stuff. Awesome. But, uh, yep. So, um, cool. Yep. Well, I'll be sure to include your links to on the show notes, as well as the special link that the audience can go and get some uh, free writing tips from Mario. Awesome, dude. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. 
pleasure. Absolutely. Take care. Cheers. Congratulations. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at hexandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hexandhobbies.com website. 